Buonasera! My name is Marcello. I am a tour leader with Explore. Ciao! Come, follow me. Behind this 200 year old gate is the best view of one of Rome's finest fountains. Ah, oh, bellissima! Look at the Renaissance detail, the sunlight in the bronze! Not everyone knows about Turtle Fountain, but you will if you explore. Search explore.co.uk and don't just travel, explore. Hey there, and welcome to my Saturday mini-sode. I know that weekends can often be quite difficult when you're single and you don't have kids. So I wanted to do a very short episode every Saturday morning, just so that you can listen to someone first thing on a Saturday who totally gets it, who totally has your back, and who knows that weekends can still be awesome, even more so, when you're on your own. I'm gonna be talking about all sorts of things from my general wonderings to my words of wisdom about life. Take the word wisdom with a huge pinch of salt to stuff that I'm currently obsessed with, whether that be books or music or podcasts. Whatever it is, I really hope that you guys will enjoy it. So, without further ado, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to my Saturday mini-sode. So, I've been inspired to do an episode that is kind of related to the way that we're all feeling about what's been going on in Israel and Gaza in recent days. Although the thing that has inspired this episode is nothing to do with that situation directly. Anyway, I'm not the kind of person who would normally talk politics or news stories or anything like that on this podcast. But I think that what's been happening in Israel and in Gaza has really affected people across the world to their very core because the stories that have been coming out of there are so beyond horrific and really not like anything we've ever heard in our lifetime, not not to such a depraved level of pure brutality and massacre of that kind. But I certainly don't feel qualified to talk about anything beyond just saying that what's been going on has shaken people, really shaken people, myself included. And I've had a few conversations about it and I have tried to put myself in the position of those poor people, as I'm sure many of us have. I've tried to imagine what it must have been like for them, the fear and the utter terror that they've all been going through and that many are still going through. And I think although we can try and imagine, it's so incredibly difficult to really, really grasp the horror of what it's been like and what it would be like if that happened on our street, in our town, in our village, if we were woken up at 6.30 in the morning to that experience um, and the subsequent experiences of the people in, in Gaza now. And I think one of the reasons it's so hard to fathom is that it can feel far away. It can just feel unrelatable. These are places in the Middle East and unless you live in that part of the world, it almost feels like another planet if you've never been there and have no real idea of what life there feels like just day to day. But you know, whether Israelis or Palestinians, we are them. We are exactly like them. They are exactly like us. They are just human freaking beings. And, you know, some of the pictures I've seen of the people who've lost their lives, you just think, my God, they could be my friends, my family, my peers. 
And of course, I think what this kind of does is in a way it unites the world in its sort of collective shock. So actually the reason I was inspired to do this mini-sode and relate it to the situation in Israel and Gaza and how we're all feeling is because of something that happened the other day. And it was about as far away from Israel as you can get in Woking, which for those of you not in the UK is a town not far outside of London. And very briefly, my mum was on holiday in Mallorca and she ended up having to come home early because she had done something to her hip which meant she could hardly walk and so she decided to cut her holiday short and come home early. And I picked her up from Heathrow uh, the other day and then today I took her to Woking Station so that she could get the train back to Dorset, which is where she lives, where I grew up, my kind of home home. And we arrived at Woking Station and I went to buy her ticket and speak to somebody about getting her a wheelchair to help her onto the train and then help her at the other end. And anyway, often in these kinds of situations, people can be a bit sort of huffy and a bit jobsworthy and a bit arsy if they have to sort of go out of their way to help someone. But from the woman I brought the ticket from to the guard on the train, all of the people who helped us were so, so incredibly kind and lovely and helpful. And so I bought mum's train ticket and then the lady told me that someone would be out to help us. And then about 30 seconds later, this lovely guy who's called Alan Hayward, because I asked for all of their names, uh, Alan Hayward from Southwestern Railways came along. He couldn't do enough to help. He was joking around, smiling, making light in the best possible way of the situation. And he was like radioing another guy called Aaron Hardy, who showed up with a wheelchair. And then another guy, Kwaku, I only managed to get his first name, but he was like standing by the barriers and he came over and helped literally put my mum's feet on the footrest of the wheelchair and we were all rushing because we were about to miss the train and we had to get mum across to another platform so then Aaron pushed mum in the wheelchair and Alan and I sort of trotted alongside and they got us into the lift making really sweet conversation the whole way all of us on this like mission to get my mum safely and comfortably onto her train in time and then literally just as we got out of the lift the train was pulling into the station and we were all like oh my god like speeding along with mum in this wheelchair and then we found the guard I didn't get his name because at this point we were we were in such a hurry but he was equally lovely and helpful and sweet and I swear these three blokes could not have been more amazing And once the train had pulled out and I had thanked Aaron and Alan about 50 times, Alan and I walked up the stairs over the tracks back to where we came from. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are such legends. You were just so lovely. Thank you. And I asked him to write down all of their names and how I could leave positive feedback. And he was like really grateful and he wrote the names down and I sort of walked back to my car outside working station feeling as though my faith in humanity was completely restored. These guys almost like took my breath away. Such was their kindness and their helpfulness and just their willingness to put themselves out to help these two people who just turned up. And to bring it back to the reason I was inspired to do this episode If there was ever a time that we all needed to be reminded of the fact that there is so much good in the world, more good than than the evil that's been going on, 
um, now is that time. And I believe that people at their core are kind and caring and they want to help and they want to give love and receive love and be peaceful and happy. That is what we all want. Essentially, we are good at our core. And when you strip back all of the layers, when you strip back politics or religion or race or whatever it is, when you strip all of that stuff back and think back to when we were literally all babies who'd just been born, completely innocent and full of nothing but love. That's what I think we need to remember at the moment. And whatever has been going on this last two weeks, none of us are born inherently bad, I don't think. As I say, our true, true, true essence is far more love and kindness than it is anger and hate. And without wishing to sound really, really cheesy, guess what spreads love? Well, being loving, being kind, being helpful. The more of us who move through the world with love as our kind of primary default setting, trying to help where we can, being kind where we can, the more of us who do that, the more of that energy we are putting out into the world. And it's often in the really tiny little gestures with complete and utter strangers that give us that feeling of collective humanity and oneness and connectedness. It's that smile you give to a stranger who then smiles back at you and you can see the gratitude on their face. You can see that you've really made their day just because you bothered to smile at them. Or it's picking something up for someone or dropping a a pound into a busker's guitar case or even just asking the person at the checkout how they are. I always make a point of doing that, asking the person at the checkout how their day's going. And the other one is just saying, have a nice day when you've bought your coffee. It's these teeny, tiny, seemingly insignificant acts that every single one of us can easily do several times a day. It is that that is going to make a fucking difference to the world. Seriously. Because the more people who make the decision to move through their days trying to bring a little bit of joy to someone else's day. It's like it sends these ripples out into the world. I really, really believe that. And when I say putting more of that kind of energy out into the world, if you're a bit cynical about that kind of stuff, just think about how you feel when someone does something to you that's really sweet or kind. You get a feeling And that is freaking energy right there. And if you're in any doubt that we live in an energetic universe and that we are 99.99999% energy, go and do a bit of research. It's all about energy. And that's why we can literally spread that good energy out into the world. And God knows it needs it at the moment. So just one final thought before I wrap this very mini-sewed up. Remember that what you focus on expands. And if you look for the bad in people and the world, you will find it. But if you look for the good in people and the world, you will find that too. And despite what has been happening and is still happening in the world, and, you know, not just the situation in Israel and Gaza, but in many other places in the world that, you know, all of us feel terrible about, there really is so much good and we mustn't allow a bunch of fucking terrorists to undermine our faith in humanity. We can't allow this thing that's happened to somehow, you know, confirm how awful the world is. We need to do the opposite of that 
if we want things to change. Now is the time to be going out of our way to find the good. And I guarantee you that when you do that, you'll come across so many little situations in your day where you're like, oh my God, did you see that little old man hold the door open for that woman? Or you and a stranger in your cars will grin at each other when you realise you're stopped at the lights and you realise you've got the same radio station on and you're both singing along to a Taylor Swift song. So yeah, rather than sinking into the blackness of what's been going on, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be informed and we shouldn't be thinking about it and we shouldn't be keeping up to date with what's going on. I'm not saying that. Of course we should. And I, of course, am too. But rather than allowing it to take us over... The best way for us to stand against this kind of thing is to continue to look for and find the good in life. Anywho, that was just me on my soapbox, but I hope it's made you think. Have a lovely Saturday, remember that you're awesome, and go and smile at a stranger. And if he looks at you like you're bonkers, smile at the next one too. Have a great weekend. Bye!